welcome to the Business in the Front, Party in the Back podcast. podcast. I'm Michelle. (laughs) And I'm Lauren. It's great to have you back again. Thank you. Thank you. We always appreciate a listener at home tuning in. And this is going to be well worth it, Lauren. I'm really excited about this one. Um, This, of course, um, this entire podcast is about us mixing in a bit of party, a bit of business. Um, We're actually really, really mixing it in this week. We're not, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit different. The show's a little bit different to what we normally do. Yeah, that's right. Normally what we do, if you're a first-time listener, uh, is we like to have our business element and then what we end up doing is we throw in the party at the end. But today we're going to be talking about our top five of five, which really is all about having a good time. So Michelle, tell them what they've won. <laughs> oh, and here we are. Where's the little, I need that little barrel. I need to roll the little numbers around. Uh, yeah. So today we've chosen five topics. As you mentioned, we'll uh, give each of our top five of that topic. So you and I at the moment are in the dark and you are literally in the dark as I look at you over yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're giving our top five of five, but neither of us have seen our answers. So we've kept them very secret. So this is going to be the big reveal going to be exciting to see if we're kind of on track, um, if we're thinking along the same lines or if we're completely different. And I'm, I'm kind of going with completely different. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah. Well, who knows? I'm sure we'll have some consistencies. So for our listener at home, we will be telling you our top five YouTube channels, our top five pieces of advice, top five books, top five favorite people, and our top five, tell them, Michelle. Top five COVID-19 adaptations, which I think everyone can relate to. Everyone's had to make a few changes and we're pretty pleased with this one. This is a good one. I like it. Yeah, that's right. So before we get into all that, because I know that's going to be a super stimulating conversation, really looking forward to seeing what you've put. Why don't you tell me a bit about your week? Because I think you've been a busy girl. Yeah, this, you know, the previous week, and we discussed this in the previous episode, was a little challenging for me. Uh, It was a bit of a downer. On Monday, I had very few readings, and that was um, in the previous week. And then this week, uh, I went into the week with something like 16, 17 readings. By the end of it, I'm doing over 20. It's been unexpected and, and really full on, but really great because it's been a real turnaround in my attitude. And that's the biggest thing I've noticed is that I'm back in the flow. I'm back in the flow and I'm just allowing it all to happen. Yeah. So really, really cool stuff. Um, And some days I'm there like, oh, I've got all this spare time. I'm going to get all these things done. And then boom, I'm fully booked. And yeah, it's just great. Really, really good. So very positive. How about yourself? Yeah. Well, I just want to ask you first before I tell you about me. I mean, last week you were talking about working on you know, setting sort of your boundaries and taking breaks for food and stuff like that. Were you able to do that this week? Yeah, I was. And the reason being that I'm getting people sort of contacting me and saying, can I have a reading? And the good thing about that is, as opposed to them booking themselves in, is that I actually have an opportunity then to schedule breaks. So when I see what my day looks like, then I just block sections out and I call it Michelle's break. And that means I can yeah go to the washroom, go and get something to eat. And it's been, oh, so much, such a blessing (laughs) just being able to take that little break and get away. Because yeah, you're right. Like you can't really deliver quality if you're doing seven back to back and not, you know, stepping out for yourself, uh, going outside and grounding is really important. So yeah. yeah, Especially you're talking like to people who have 
died and people who have lost loved ones, that's not yeah. an easy subject matter either, it, especially if people are still grieving and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's, it's intense. It's uh, not fairies and butterflies, no. no. <laughs> it can be a little heavy, <laughs> but at the same time, it's really fun connecting with um, with spirit and, and often they're funny. Often they've got a sense of humor. Um, I learn a lot of stuff. One of the guys was actually, it's very interesting, one of the guys was uh, really into, and he's a granddad, so he's, he passed away a few years ago, but he was like outraged about the rights in America and I couldn't believe that all this stuff had happened over there and that's something that we pay tribute to on Instagram um, with the post on Instagram um, of yeah. course and it's very sad yeah. and, and he was outraged and he was talking about COVID-19 and mass gatherings and all of this and I couldn't believe it and she said yep that's him when he was alive he was just so into his news and they don't change and I just thought that is really interesting so I'm learning yeah. a lot. Yeah, I'm learning a lot. Yeah, how about right, that he's aware of oh, yeah. all this stuff that's still happening. I know. He was doing mass yeah. gatherings and I'm like, is it mass or maths? Like I was just really confused. And he's like, no, COVID-19. And I'm like, oh, I didn't expect that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so funny. And at the time that we're recording this for our listener at home, um, the Black Lives Matter movements are really taking the world by storm. Um, I'm actually going to a gathering on Sunday in my town to show my support, you know, for George Floyd and, and for, um, all the injustices that have been done to mm. black people. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's a pretty big deal right now. That's mm. happening. Meghan Markle was, um, I loved her, her statement. I thought she did really well. I haven't, I actually haven't watched it yet. So oh, I need to, I'll, no. I'll watch it today. Yeah. Um, I think she's so fabulous. She's just such a strong, articulate, beautiful, yeah. well thought out, well presented, intelligent woman. I can't say enough. I mean, I don't know her, but that's how I perceive her to be. Yeah, I agree. Yep. A strong willed woman. And I think that says a lot about you know, Harry as well, choosing someone like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, I remember there was when George Clooney married his um, partner. Amal. Who works, Amal, yeah. Amal, yeah. She's a lawyer. She's a lawyer. And um, I remember there was an open letter to George Clooney or something like that. And I'll try to find it and put it in the show notes. But basically what they were talking about was, um, you know, that George Clooney just chose a woman of such substance mm. and you know, a strong willed woman. And it was just, it was really cool. It was a really great letter. Uh, I, I like that. It says a lot about, you know, his character as well. Yeah. And uh, the they didn't find each other till later in life. And I find that interesting that he, yeah, waited, yeah. he waited for her. He'd never been married before he met her. And he was just like, no, I think he oh. was married in the 90s. Oh, was he? I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh. The 90s or the 80s or the 90s. And then he, um, he? yeah, I think he wasn't going to get married again. We need to track, we need to double check this. Are you Googling yeah. this? We're Michelle? just checking our facts. Yes, yes. Continue. Yes, speaking. fact check because one of the things about podcasting is you can talk a lot of crap and sometimes it's not always true. <laughs> and, um, you know, when we went to radio school, we were always taught, do not talk about things you don't know or you're not sure of because uh, people believe you. Yes. Uh, so he married Talia Balsam. Uh, in 1989, and they divorced in 1993. So a long time before Amal, they married in 2014. So big gap. Yeah, and I think she was 36 or 37. Mm. And, and then um, they got pregnant kind of twins. Yeah, interesting. So cool. Anyway, okay, moving on from that, um, let's talk about me because that's way more interesting than George Clooney, uh. not. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was supposed to do an astrology reading last week. Yeah. So, um, and I talked to you a little bit about it off, off 
the show, but um, I decided to postpone that because at the moment I feel very clear in my mind about what I want and where I am. And I wasn't really looking for another perspective. And I believe in, um, you know, using psychics or astrologies or mediums, if you feel comfortable for that, if you really need an additional point of view. But at the moment I've been doing a lot of meditation and just trying to get clear on what I want to do for myself and uh, listening to my inner voice. And I, I didn't want to be swayed by anyone else's opinion at the moment. So yeah, so I decided not to do that, which I thought was actually good because I struggled with deciding whether or not I was going to do that or not. Um, you were really torn. Primar- yeah, I was torn. It was torn because, you know, I'd already, you know, I'd been gifted this gift of having this, this reading and I, you know, was saying no, but she was really graceful. She understood. And, um, she said, you just let me know when you want it and, um, and it'll be on offer. So I thought that was really classy from her too. So, cause there's definitely a place and time for things. And I know that I've had experiences in my life where I've been at a crossroads and not clear. And I really like that additional validation or that outside perspective. I just didn't need it. I don't need it right now. So I launched my raw, raw podcast. I might've mentioned that on the last show, but, um, that's out now, which is really cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. So it's a big deal. And, um, also my brother is an audio engineer and, um, although he's not doing that right now, he's running, he started his own restaurant down in Montreal, but I, um, I, he gave me some of his time to give me some feedback on some of the audio quality that I've been putting out. And I realized that, it's, it's actually really funny because I, my background's broadcasting and radio. And so I'm more sensitive to sound than people who may, might not be trained in that. And, you know, I actually have given business advice before, which is talking about making sure you get your audio quality right and things like that. Cause it's so important. People turn off and I don't want to say I'm not taking my own advice, but I want to say that I've actually found that it's hard when you're not in a thousand dollar multi thousand dollar studio to actually get the kind of quality that you need. And, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to start with you and, you know, you and I are on our recording, uh, episode six right now. And so, you know, we've progressed, our sound quality's progressed. We've gone up, we've, we've made modifications and things like that. And I didn't want the fact that I didn't have a pop screen or things like that to get in the way of me actually doing the job because I looked at that as being an excuse as well. But at the same time, you know, you need to continually refine your craft. And so, you know, he gave me some auditing, uh, some editing tips and tricks, and I'm recognizing more and more that it's just with what I have um, access to, it's difficult for me to get the sound that I want in the room that I'm in and stuff like that. So I'm going to be looking at soundproofing um, my partner's office. And at the moment we're renting. So it's not like we can just build a full studio. Cause if we had our own place, we would do that. Now at the moment, Michelle, we should probably tell them what you're looking at. <laughs> well, this is, yeah. Well, I was talking about it being a little dark. Yes. Where you are. Uh, so Lauren is currently nestled under what looks like a, a quilt of some description. Um, she's taken off the hoodie because it was uh, a little too warm. Um, and the, the quilt is over her head and over the microphone. So I can only see it when she holds it up with her hand. I can only see her. Yes. yes. So, yes. Yes. And I will admit, <laughs> I will admit I'm very hot. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, what this is about is that I realized that 
when you're talking in a microphone and you've got your mic and then you've got your pop screen, if you talk too close to the microphone, you're going to be getting those pops. And, you know, Michelle just spent a bunch of hours the other day editing a lot of my pops out because what happens is when you're listening to that audio, it actually makes you feel annoyed and you don't listen to the content because you're listening to the mistakes of the audio. So it's really important that we get that right. But at the same time, what I was doing is I was talking so close to the microphone because I'm in a room that tends to be a bit echoey. So basically at the moment, I don't have, you know, I'm not an, a professional editor at, at audio. I can cut it up and that's fine, but adding the effects and removing the reverb and stuff like that is something that I still need to develop those skills on. So I'm, I uh, put this blanket over my head really to try to talk not as close to the mic so there aren't as many pops, but at the same time, try to, to you know, not be so echoey either. So you need a little fan under there or <laughs> something to keep you cool. Struggle, struggle city over here anyway. <laughs> but I guess the, the moral of the story is, you know, that refine and work on, on it. And, you know, this is something I love doing podcasting um, with Michelle and doing my own programs. And so it's important that I prioritize it to get it right. Cause I'm somebody who likes to do things fast. And sometimes I know that I need to work on um, being a little bit more patient with doing it properly. Hmm. Well, we were um, going to get photos of each other and I may not get a photo of you today, but maybe you can get a photo of me. Um, we like to put photos up and you. yeah, so people can yes. see what we look like and on the different uh, social media pages and we are across yeah. most of them, including TikTok, which we, uh, I get to experiment. Oh yeah. We still haven't experimented <laughs> with that. Yeah. yeah. You know what? One thing I will tell you too, Michelle, something that you probably don't know about me is I love the NRL. Uh, the football. I do. I, I do know that. Oh, you yes. do. Yeah. Do you know that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I love that. So football started again in Australia, which is super exciting. And so I've been doing my tips every week and well, the last two weeks it just started and uh, I've got my fantasy footy team on super coach that I've been building. So it's we should have pretty done cool. Top five. Why didn't we put NRL in here? Why didn't we have a category oh, for that? Goodness. Yeah. Well, I, cause it wouldn't be fair if you Who's didn't gonna be know, in the top um, five towards the end of the season. No, I mean, I, I used to do sport. I used to do sport for the, um, on the news. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah for, um, do you like watching football? Well, I had to, I had to watch all of it. I didn't really have a choice, but I do enjoy oh. NRL. Yeah. I watch the origin every year and yeah, but I had to do it for, for my job. I was the sport reporter. For, um, what team do you support? I really like, um, well, are we talking about origin or just the general competition? No, just the general competition. Okay. Um, general competition, I love um, the Storm. And oh, I hate the Storm. Really? I was so disappointed. Yeah. I mean, you're going to say the Cowboys, but I was yeah. really disappointed. You are? Yeah. Of course you are. Of course you are. Yeah, I was really disappointed when the Storm got done for the um, salary cap issue and then they lost all their championships. And yeah, I just think they're a really great team. But I, I, do, I do support you in um, your support of the Cowboys. I, uh, yeah, completely support that because you live in the area, well, you live in North Queensland, you've got to. Yeah, that's true. And also I learned about um, the NRL like five or six, oh, seven years ago, I guess, when I moved to Australia. So I sort of inherited the team of, mm. you know, my partner's team. Yep. But- the thing about me is that because I also play super coach, which is you have a fantasy team. So you basically have different players from different teams. Mm -hmm. I really like a lot of different players and they play on different teams. Yeah, so I have issue. a lot of second and third teams. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we're getting off topic because we actually have a really huge show. So we should probably get into that. We love getting off topic. Yeah, we do. It's fun. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get into our top five now. Is that what we're getting into, Lauren? 
Yeah, let's do it, girl. Okay. Yeah. So let me just uh, scroll up here. Um, do you want to go first or who's going to go first? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll go first for YouTube okay. channels and then you okay. tell me your YouTubes and then we'll go yeah, from there. So, okay. So one of the reasons why uh, we thought about doing the YouTube channel suggestion was because there's a lot of content out there and sometimes it's difficult to find content that you might be aligned with. And, you know, sometimes there's YouTube channels that you don't know about and then they have millions of views and you think, how did I know about not know about this? <laughs> so, so we'll see about that. Um, the funny thing is that I chose some really interesting YouTube channels, partially because I wanted to be real with what I was choosing. Actual YouTube channels I tend to listen or watch. I do tend to you know, listen to a lot of podcasts as well. So I didn't use those YouTube channels because I don't listen to them on YouTube. So what I actually do watch on YouTube is one is a channel, it's called Mahogany. And it's basically live music with artists playing their own songs. And it's just amazing. Have you heard of that channel? No, but my number one is very similar to that. So that's really interesting. Okay. So I love that. And they tend to sometimes play in different places. Watch, Listen, Tell is my second one. And we'll put the links to all these in the show notes as well. So for our listener at home, don't worry, you don't have to write them down. But yeah, watch, listen, tell. Now they haven't uploaded it, I saw in over a year, but I do listen to their stuff. I love it. They basically get artists and they perform in different places, you know, under bridges or in attics or on the subway and things like that. It's so awesome. I love, I love, 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 love that. Okay, so my second one is, uh, or my third one rather, is Gary V's channel. So I don't tend to listen to his podcast. I tend to uh, listen to him on YouTube. I love Gary V. He is the bomb. Cover Nation. This isn't one I listen to a lot, I will admit, but sometimes if I'm looking for covers of songs, I have found myself landing on Cover Nation. So Cover Nation is basically YouTube YouTubers covering songs. I only really like covers if they're really different to the original normally or if the singer is particularly fantastic. Because I think if you're covering a song, really you should be adding your own flavor to it. Otherwise, why are you bothering? Yeah, I mean, that's what they're doing Oz Idol, isn't it? They've got to sing the song, but they've got to do it in a different way, like interpret, interpret it differently. I don't actually know that show. I, I yeah. watch oh, it's like um, American The Voice all the time, though. Oh, yeah, similar. I love The Voice. Yeah. The Voice yeah. is one of my favorite shows. So good. Ever. Yeah. Yep. Okay, this is another weird one, Michelle, and I haven't watched this channel in a long time, but sometimes I get caught up in the rabbit hole of YouTube and I watch it. Okay, it's Tara Simon Studios. So this is what she does. This is so weird. I can't believe I'm admitting this to you, but she basically watches shows, I mean, watches musicians perform that she's never seen before, and then she's a vocal coach. So then she critiques them and talks about the vocal techniques that they're using and things like that. <laughs> so I actually watch that. It's what? really great. Really? Why? Yeah, what? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I don't know how I found so you know there's like that goggle box where people watch yeah. people watch stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've never been interested in that. I thought that was hella weird. Um no, you know, no judgment if that's your thing. But but that's what this sort of is, I guess. So she is reacting to people's videos. And, but then because she's a vocal coach, she's giving, you know, she's talking about the different techniques that they're using and what she would have done instead in some scenarios. And I love music and I love singing. So that's why I like that. 
Okay. Yeah, so those are my YouTube channels. Yeah. Most of yours are, are music. So that was interesting. That That's what we yeah. had in common with number one, but it seemed to be all, a lot of yours seem to have that theme through them. So my number one, Lauren, is called Jam With Me. Have you heard of that? It actually no. featured, um, you know, Powderfinger, how they did that show. Like they did that over Zoom and they were all sort of connected. They're in different locations, but they did like a show yeah. for charity. Yeah. Well, they featured it on, on there. And so Jam With Me basically features all different uh, performances. So if you're into music, it's a way you can just go there and you can see a bunch of performances that are being performed online now because that's all people can do. But um, yeah, that was my number one and, and the link will be in the um, show notes for all of these. Now, this is going to entertain you because last episode you found out I have a miniature schnauzer, which I had failed to mention. I had oh mentioned that as a dog, but I didn't yeah. talk about it. it was a miniature schnauzer. So Chumpy, the dog, is actually a miniature schnauzer. And we watched this on YouTube before we got Sissy, our dog, because um, we were like, well, we want to know what it's like to have a schnauzer. And they take you through Chumpy's initial months of life up to about, I think, 12 months and teaching Chumpy how to uh, go to the bathroom in the right place and how to climb the stairs and all this stuff. So we watched that, my husband and I watched that obsessively. Um, and then we got little um, our little schnauzer. So um, oh Chumpy, my God. Chumpy the dog um, is well worth a watch if you're into that sort of thing. Now- <sighs> Work out with me and we'll talk a little bit more about um, working out and exercising and stuff like that. But this is also another YouTube channel and it's got like a bunch of different um, exercises you can jump on and sort of follow along. And And I like to do things with other people. That's why I joined Parkrun. That's why I do Live Life Get Active. I like to do things with other people. So this is a really great thing where it puts all the different kinds of exercises and you just click on whatever you want to do and you can get in there and, and do your exercise and you can see other people doing it. So it feels like you're part of a team essentially. So I really like that. So number four is, oh, you have to know this, How To Dad, The New Zealand Guy. How To Dad, The New Zealand no, Guy. No, I haven't watched that, no. Well, I don't have kids, but you don't either. No, I don't. It's so funny. He's so funny. He's this Kiwi dad and he like gets his kid in there and the kid's in the kitchen making pancakes and it's like just hilarious. It's like he's just the most funny, funny guy. And it's all about like parenting, but it just, it's really, really funny. You need to watch this. How to dad is Kiwi. Most people would probably have heard of that. And the last one is another one you have to watch. Um, and it's called Simon's cat. And it was recommended to me by my vet where I took my cat and he's like, have you watched this? And I'm like, no. And I went home and watched it. I'm like, oh my God, it's the funniest thing ever. And I think it's produced in like Germany. So there's no actual like words in it. It's just the sounds of the cat and the sounds of, you know, the owner sort of groaning, like, oh my God, what is my cat doing? But it's just the funniest thing. And I absolutely love it. And it's actually got a lot of subscribers. It's really, really popular. So they're my five YouTube channels and quite different because I sort of went off, off the music channel. Um, thing yeah. That, I like that you did yeah, though. Cause that's a better yeah. variety than just music, music, music. Yeah. But that's your thing. Gary V. That's your thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's clearly, yeah, that's clearly my thing. Yeah. 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 I love that. I yeah. love watching, um, the voice and blind auditions and all that. I love that stuff. Yeah. Same. same. Watch that for hours. Yeah. 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 I love all right. that. All right. So, Five pieces of advice. You go first. Cause age you're older than me. Oh, thank you so much for reminding me. Thank you. The lady under the blanket. Uh, so top five pieces of advice is number one, um, and this is something that I think you and I both uh, probably support very much, is love yourself first. Um, so that's my number one oh, yeah. because 
it's, you know, you got to do that. You got to do that for yourself before you get into relationships and all that sort of stuff. And it's a key piece of advice to give a lot of people I read for. So I thought that was a really good one. First of all, Um, number two, I chose, and it's, I guess it's similar, but it's more about um, saying no. So it's uh, putting your, putting yourself number one. So it's a little bit different in that this is more about saying no to others' demands on your time and energy if it doesn't serve your greatest good and highest purpose. So I feel like it's um, putting yourself first is then giving you time to do the stuff that you really want to do. So it's sort of freeing up your time, essentially. And I think that's one that I tell a lot of people. Number three is learning how to receive. And this is probably maybe more of a thing for the ladies, uh, the lady listeners at home, because this is something women uh, struggle with. We like to give, we're the providers, the nurturers, you know, all that sort of stuff. And it's like, we want to also learn how to be able to receive. So um, giving and receiving an equal measure, ideal. And that's a real feminine thing. And um, that's something that I come across a lot as well. Number four, this is a big one, letting go, letting go. It's one that everyone cringes when they hear it. It's like, oh, it's like a control thing, but it's super important um, is learning how to let go. And it's also part of manifestation. When you're manifesting, you ask for that thing, you let it go and allow it to come to you. Uh, And number five, I wrote paying it forward. So pay it forward and uh, I I threw gratitude in there in brackets because I feel like gratitude is really important. So when you're, let's say, paying for someone's coffee and and you don't know who that person is, it's just like, oh, I'm grateful that I have the ability to be able to pay for someone else. And then you walk away um, and see, you know, maybe they pay it forward, maybe they don't. Um, But I really like to tell people to pay it forward because it's um, a nice gesture and you don't, there's, it's humbling because it's not, you're doing it not for the uh, notoriety. You're not doing it for the recognition. It's just a nice thing that you want to do for someone else. So yeah, they were my top five. Those are beautiful. I love those, Michelle. Well done. Thank you. Um, okay. Mine are, you don't have to believe everything you think. Nice. That was a big deal to me um, because I think that for a long time, especially when you identify with your mind, um, which I've been able to work on that over the last 20 years or so, you know, you do think that all the thoughts in your mind are your own and that's not true. They're not. So I think when you don't have to believe everything you think, it makes your life better. (laughs) When you know better, you do better. I'm pretty sure that's a Maya Angelou quote, actually. And I just, I like that. And I guess that kind of goes hand in hand with people are operating at their own level of consciousness. And when they know better, they do better. And so I think that allows you to kind of equine your whole letting go concept. Sometimes I think it's easy to look back and go, I really wish I hadn't done that. Or I wish I hadn't said that or reacted that way. I'm sure we have many of those experiences. But the fact of the matter is that you're operating from wherever you are. And so when you know better, you do better. Mm. And I think that that gives you an opportunity to, you know, have grace for yourself and to grow. This too shall pass. I think that's a big one. That's Eckhart Tolle's. I got that from him. And that to me is about the good things and also the things that aren't good, that are tough. I know you like to talk about light and shade. So the light and the shade. And I think that, you know, when you're experiencing light, know that this is going to pass and that means be there and enjoy it for all that it's worth. Mm. And, you know, when the, when the dark times come and the shade comes and you feel that, you know, maybe not as hopeful, just remember that this too shall pass and the sun will rise tomorrow and time heals all wounds. So yeah, I just think that's such a good one. Um, 
Mel Robbins. I don't actually follow a lot of her stuff. I do follow her on Instagram, but a friend of mine sent me a video of hers and it was the five, four, three, two, one method. And I'm probably going to, if somebody's listening really loves Mel Robbins, I apologize if I'm not saying this right, but this is my interpretation of it. So basically if you have a thought going on in your mind, let's say going round and round and round and you can't stop it, you go five, four, three, two, one, and you break that thought and then you replace it with something else. So what I do is I go five, four, three, two, one, I'm not my mind or five, four, three, two, one, something like that. And then what it does is it breaks up the pattern because if you imagine that your thought is getting stuck on some kind of a wheel and it's going around and around and around, the five, four, three, two, one really just breaks that pattern Mm. in, you know, stops it in its tracks. And then the last one is breakdown leads to breakthrough. And I think that, you know, when you're having, when you're struggling or when you've gone through periods of adversity, it leads to breakthrough and clarity and silver lining. And so I think that remembering that even when times are tough and Michelle and I have demonstrated that I feel with our, you know, being made redundant on the same day and, and, you know, all the things we've gone through with that, you know, it really does lead to breakthrough. And I think that, you know, sometimes you can't see that till later, (laughs) but at the same time, knowing that there's something, there's a gift that's to come, I think Mm. is is helpful. So yeah, those are mine. Your number three reminded me of my yoga instructor who often says uh, nothing lasts forever. And it's often when we're in a position where we've got our legs, you know, wrapped behind our neck or something really painful. Um, And yeah, I love that. Like nothing lasts forever. Really like that. And just reminded me of your number three. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good one too. And yeah. And enjoy it while it's here and remember that when it's hard, it will, it will not last forever. Yeah. It feels like it will. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Books. This is a big subject. Um, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go? Uh, I can, I can go first. Let's do one for one. Ooh. Okay. Let's mix it Let's up. Change it. Yeah. Um, okay. So my <laughs> number one, Oh, my number one, um, was Paulo Coelho's The Alchemist. And we have spoken about this in a prior episode. We have. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that was my number one. And it's just, I mean, it's just, it's a Bible. I mean, it's tiny. It's so easy to read. And I just found that that was, it changed my life. You know, I was like, oh, you know, when you get to those crossroads and, and we've all felt that pull, you know, towards our, our dream, uh, towards what we should be doing. And many of us ignored it. And then of course we end up being made redundant. (laughs) So it was quite, well, yeah, you know, it is quite relevant. I think it's quite relevant. Yeah. So that was, that was my number one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one thing I need to say before I tell you is these are not in order for me. So this is in no particular order. I'm just telling you this one first, but it's not necessarily. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going with the throne of glass the whole series. It's by Sarah J. Moss. It's like a um, badass fantasy fiction series about a really strong-willed assassin. And there's fantasy elements in there and it's a bit sexy and it's pretty much one of the best series. Well, it's actually my number one series. I can definitely say that. I've read it a few times and it's just, it's scary and it's exciting and it's moving and you cry and it's, it's amazing. So if that's of interest, anyone, Throne of Glass series, Sarah J. Moss. And is it, it's uh, like a um, fantasy, you were saying? Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. 
Interesting. But it's not fantasy in the sense of really intense fantasy. There's some fantasy roots, you know, the names are hard to pronounce and the worlds that they live in and all that stuff. It's more, I guess I would say it's like a modern day fantasy. It's almost as though you were living in current times, but then there's fantastical elements to it. But there's a lot of sword play. And yeah, it's just from the very first book, you're hooked in. You're hooked in. Oh my, oh girl. We're so different, it's, aren't we? We're so different. Yeah. Um, so uh, my next one was, and you're probably going to laugh at me. My next one was Eat, Pray, Love, um, Elizabeth Gilbert. Because again, it's I just feel like this book. changed my life. It changed my yeah. life. She's amazing. And I've actually got two of her in my list, um, two of her books. But um, Eat, Pray, Love was like, I, I wasn't with my husband at that point, I don't think I'd met him when I read that. And just the, her trip, you know, to Bali. And I ended up doing, I went to Bali and I did the Eat, Pray, Love tour. So I actually went there and oh, I got to do wow. the bike ride. I got to, I stayed in a beautiful women's only resort and they got to pamper us every single day um, and fed us amazing food. And we got to bike ride all through the area that she went through, which I think was um, Changu. And yeah, it was just the most amazing trip. So I was so inspired by that. I just found it really inspirational. So yeah, that was, uh, that was my number two. Funny story. I didn't finish that book. I just yeah. realized I read it and I, I stopped reading when she got to Bali. <laughs> but that's where she met her love. Who she yeah. Supported. I might've skipped ahead. Oh. You know, one thing I do is I, um, I actually sometimes read the end of books if I can't handle it. No, no. We need to have a talk about this. There's a few things about movie cinemas and books that we need to have a discussion about. That's not okay. so funny. Yeah, but you know, if I'm reading a book, case in point, when I read The Hunger Games, which I loved, it's not on my list today. I'm just name dropping that. But I was freaking out about a character. So I had, I, I read all the way, like I flipped through to make sure the character didn't die. So I was mentally prepared. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Okay, my number two, um, I have to have two at number two because I just have to. The Power of uh, Now and A New Earth, Eckhart Tolle. I oh, would yeah. never be where I am in my life without those books. Um, it, they just taught me about present, being present. Yeah. And I basically, I feel that if you're present, everything else, nothing else matters, actually. Mm, it's yeah. the most important gift I've ever been given was that reading those books. And The Power of Now actually had, to, I've had three attempts at that book before I read it, before I actually got through and I understood it. Mm. And um, I don't even know how I kept holding on to a book that I didn't understand or couldn't read because it just didn't connect to me at the time. And then mm. the third time I went, aha, it changed my life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll let you have the two. I'll let you have the two because they're good. Thank you. Yeah, they're good. Um, well, let's, okay. So I'm going to do the same thing now. Elizabeth Gilbert, um, Eat, Pray, Love. I'm also going to roll big magic into one of mine. So I'm going to get a bonus one as well, because that's only fair. Um, so big, I'm going to group in there with Elizabeth Gilbert as well. And that's her uh, creative book. It's, it's amazing. If you haven't read it, um, it's all about how an idea is almost like a, it has its own sort of personality and it sort of lands on your shoulder, like a little tiny orb and it sits there and it's like, you know, here's the idea, go and do something with it. And if you take action, great. If you don't take action, that little idea will float off onto someone else's shoulder and, um, and then they'll do that fantastic thing. And you're like, oh, yeah. I should have done it. I should have done it. And that's what big magic is. So it's all about being creative. And if you're trying to start a business or get something off the ground, it's really inspirational. And I felt, found it really helped me with what I'm doing with myself. Doesn't she have a podcast? Uh, maybe she does. I don't know. I haven't I'm pretty sure... Yeah, Michelle, I'm pretty sure she has a big magic podcast. Ooh, okay. I need to check that out. Yeah, yeah. Like I've out. listened to it. 
don't okay. know if that's what it's called, but I have, yeah, because I haven't read her book, but yeah. she actually has people call in artists and creators and stuff like that, and she works with them. Yeah, it's okay. good. Actually, I'd like to re-listen. I'd like to, I haven't listened to that in a long time. So oh, that's a good tip. Mm. Good tip. Okay. Uh, the Four Agreements is a book I've talked to Michelle about. She hasn't read it, but um, it's it was a huge book for me. It really changed my life as well. Basically, if you live by these four agreements, you'll have the best life ever. And they are don't make assumptions, be impeccable with your word, don't take anything personally, and always do your best, and your best changes every day. It's a really small book. It's a book that I would recommend for anyone, especially if they're just getting into these sort of subjects. It's really um, a life-changing book for sure. And I haven't been able to own a copy because I every time I own one, I meet somebody who <laughs> needs to read it, and I give it to them. So yeah, I actually am due for buying myself another copy, but it's really important in that book. Maybe she get a Kindle version and then no one can borrow it. <laughs> yeah, true. It's a good idea. Hang on to it. Yeah. So my other one, and this is old school, but my dad gave me a copy of his uh, version of Lord of the Rings. And so it's very, very old, big and heavy. And I loved it. And I started reading that when I was really small. Um, and so that's J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, and it's one of my favorite books because it is so old and it was his copy. So that one's a bit of a sentimental one, but yeah, I just really got into that story and just got absorbed into it. And when they made the the films, um, I was like, yeah, you know, they've done a really good job of adapting it. Uh, mm. And that doesn't always happen when you take a book yeah. and put it into a, a film. But I mean, you think about how long ago the book was written to when the film came out. It's a long time in between. Um, and Peter Jackson's just amazing. So um, yeah, Lord of the Rings was uh, on my list as well. Okay. I haven't read that, but I did read, my mom used to read, she read The Hobbit to us actually when we were kids. Yes. Amazing. Okay. This one's the, a series again. <laughs> I kind of cheated, I guess you could say. You really did. But, yeah, I know. The Outlander series by oh, Diana yeah. Gabaldon. Yeah. So this I've is a historical, it's a historical romance with elements of magic in it as well, which is all, I love that. This series was really important to me because when I was 18, I went to South America with my friend and we traveled around for four months. We went to Chile, Brazil, Bolivia, Argentina, and I thought we went somewhere else. Anyway, I'm drawing a blank right now. And uh, anyway, for four months, this is in 2001. This is before Facebook. This is before any of that. So I, I took um, the first book or maybe a, the first couple books of this series and they're just my friends and I just read them all the time and it's such a sexy book as well. And have you read it? Did you see no, it? I, I, no, I watched the um, series. Um, oh yeah. The, the series oh, yeah. and Jamie McAllister. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. He's the sexiest Gorgeous. man. Ever. Oh my gosh. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, the book is uh, to be honest, I didn't really watch the series, even though I always waited for it. I watched the first season, I think. So maybe I'll give it a go again. But it just in the books are just so amazing. You laugh, you cry, you're scared, you're shocked. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Really good. Yeah. yeah. I should um should pick up the books, actually. Um, but the series is oh. so good. The Magician was next on my list. I've got a lot of fantasy in mine. Um, the Magician, oh. Raymond E. Feast, one of the best books I've ever read. And it's kind of up there with Lord of the Rings. Um, it is very fantasy again. I haven't read it since I've I was I've never read it. Yeah, it's huge. It's really, really big. It's massive. Um, I've got it on my bookshelf over there. It's really big and we're on a podcast and no one can see it anyway. So um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a, a giant book. But um, I think a lot of people may remember it from childhood um, or other people may remember it. It's um, 
yeah, very much along the lines of Lord of the Rings. Um, but it was one of those ones that I just really got absorbed into again, where I just, I could really believe it. I could see it, visualize it. Uh, it was all happening. And so that's one of my, um, another one of my all time favorites. Loved it. Mm. Magician. Yeah. I'd like to read that actually. I'll mm. check that out. Yeah. Um, okay. My last one is talking to heaven. James Van Prague. Oh this yeah. Is- I had that on my list too. Yeah. Oh, yep. really? Yeah. This was a difficult one because I had a bunch that I really wanted to mention and I'm not going to cheat and say them all. Maybe we'll have another podcast where we just talk books. <laughs> I think we'll have to. <laughs> Ooh, we can do that. That would be fabulous. Anyway, um, Michelle, let's actually do that. Let's have a whole half a show where we talk about books or something. I'm taking okay. notes now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, anyway, I chose this one because I was scared to death for a long time. And I found this book. I don't even know how I found it. Someone gave it to me or what. And it, it cured me of that. It was my, it must've been one of my first introductions to spirituality. And it just, it made me feel hopeful. It made me feel excited in a way. And um, yeah, this book just, it it turned my fear of death. Yeah. It it removed it for me. It was a, and that's for me, that was, that's a big deal because I know that a lot of people suffer with that. Yeah, James Aaron Prague was a game changer. When that when that came out, there was nothing yeah. else like that. And it was recommended to me by a friend and I, I picked it up. And it's where he asks a bunch of questions and then he has someone answering it. And he's saying that basically that's, you know, God answering his questions. And I've got the whole series up here um, on my bookshelf. And it was, yeah, it was a game changer. There was nothing else like that. I'd never seen anything like that before. And then it inspired me to start asking questions and, um, and get spirit to answer it. Not saying that that's God, but asking spirit to answer the questions for me. And, um, and it works, you know, it really works. So I love that. I really support that. And I did have that on my list as well. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, there you go. We've got one. Yeah. One in common yeah. so far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised we had any. Um, but if I could add another one, then it would be Dan Brown, the Dan Brown series. So you've done a few series. I'm going to throw a series in there. The Dan Brown series. Love, 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 love. Love the coding. Love the, you know, all the mystery. I love. Is that the, the Da Vinci Code? Yeah. And the, the whole lot. Oh, yeah. Um, an- angels and demons. Yeah. I, I love coding. I just find coding really interesting. And I love picking it. Like when he sort of talks about a code or they picture it in the book and I'm like, what is it? What is it? I love thinking it out and yeah I just found those really really clever and he always ties those religious themes in it and um, I think they adapted it again really well um, to uh, the the screen big screen um, with Tom Hanks I haven't watched that movie yeah yeah um, I need to he's brilliant he's brilliant I love that so yeah really really good so that was um, I thought I'd throw a series in there seeing as you threw a few in and we had an overlap there yeah there you go (laughs) top five okay top five books Um, so what else have we got now what category Top five people? Uh, yeah, top five people. So do you want to go first with this one as well or do you want me to go? Sure. Let's go one for one. I bet one you anything star. we've got the same person on this list. Yeah. I, I, yes, I would think so too. Yeah. Starts with O, ends in H. Oh, starts with O, <laughs> number one. Yeah. Number yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Oprah. Yeah. She's yep. the queen. Yep. Is that, that's your number one, is it? Well, I mean, I don't really have these in order because it's mm-hmm. tough. But if I ha- if you force me at gunpoint to put it in order, Oprah would be my number one. Okay, that's interesting because Jane Goodall um, is my number one. She's the lady that works with chimpanzees. So, <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd. Sorry, like, that's but- not funny. It's just <laughs> I didn't expect. <laughs> 
You just said it so matter of fact. Oh. You know, she works with chimpanzees. It's just well, funny if you don't. Well, she's along the lines. Well, you know, the gorillas in the mist. Um, she's along the lines of that yeah, lady. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, but she didn't die. That was Diane Fossey. But Jane Goodall, um, actually, she really paved the way. And she's, she's amazing. Um, and she, I believe, is a, um, she's been knighted or whatever that, that thing is, you know, where you get that privilege from the Queen. Yeah. yeah. So she, Deanhood yeah. or something. Yeah, something like that. So she, um, she actually paved the way. And what, what she did was instead of, protesting and getting angry and storming you know buildings and all this sort of stuff um over the plight of the chimps because she back in the day when she was like i think she was in a 19 or 20 she went over to um a part of africa and with her mom because she had to be escorted because she was so young and she actually researched chimpanzees and she wasn't a scientist but she was allowed to go and do this. She got special privilege to go to this island um, and study them. And she basically just read science books and tried to sort of figure out, you know, how, how it worked. Went over there and she found all these new things that none of the scientists had discovered. The people who read the books and did the degrees didn't discover these things. So then she went into the areas where they were studying um, the chimps in labs and testing them and stuff like that. And instead of um, protesting and getting angry, as I said, she went to the labs and said, look, guys, you know, these aren't the ideal conditions. If you're trying to get the same result you know, test these things on the on the animals and, and make sure that they're okay for humans. This is drugs and pharmaceuticals. They need to be paired up. They need to have more room to move around. They need to have things to stimulate them because they're very much like humans. So they were sitting in these tiny little cramped cages. Um, they couldn't move. They had no little friends and they were all miserable. And a lot of them were, were losing their minds. So she went in with that attitude and then she went higher than that, went through all the politicians and all that sort of stuff and lobbied. And she just... I love her attitude. And I think that as a humanitarian or, you know, someone who looks after animals, animal welfare, she really has great attitude. And she's always said, I'd rather go in from my heart and speak from my heart than go in, you know, waving placards and burning down, you know, buildings and all that sort of stuff. And I just love yeah. her attitude. Yeah. So she was yeah. my number one. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's a really good um, description. I feel bad for laughing well. now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but she's a, yeah, that's deep work. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's a well thought out response too. So, I mean, with Oprah, if you get it, if you get her, you get her. Like, mm. she's just amazing. She changed the game of TV. She's the most insightful, beautiful, well-rounded, you know, she's well-read, she's educated, she's informed, she's she asks important questions. She's spiritual. She's always trying to, um, you know, to better herself. She's exposed me to so many different writers and concepts and stories that I never would have heard elsewhere. She's, you know, a billion dollar self-made businesswoman, African-American businesswoman. She had a kid when she was 14. I think the kid passed away. You know, she's gone through, she was impoverished, she was abused, and she's she's just amazing. The adversity you know, that she's overcome, like she's just, yeah, she's just a, one, uh, an amazing human being. Mm. And I've got a few of her books and if, I don't know if you've read, ever, ever read her book, what I know for sure, but that's a beautiful book. Mm. You, um, I would recommend you get that. I got one and it's all covered in gold, you know, you have the paper with oh the gold gosh. trim. Wow. Yeah. We'll put a link to that um, in the show notes book depository. You can buy it free shipping. It's so good. It's basically all the things that she's learned along the way. And I've got a couple of her other books as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've heard a reference Anyways, that a few times. Her. Yeah. Well, that she's my number two. So she was my number two as well. So we doubled yeah. up there. Tony Robbins was my number three. 
And that's not going to come as any great surprise to you because I have mentioned him in previous uh, podcasts. So listening yeah. at home would have heard me mention him a few times. Just the motivational aspect of that. Sometimes you just need that when you're self-employed, when you're yeah. starting your own business, you need a bit of get up and go. Um, and Tony Robbins is all about action. He's all about getting experts to speak. And I love that. I love listening to other people and what they had to battle through and how they got through it. And, you know, there's so many lessons in that. So um, I absolutely yeah. love him. Um, and his podcast, I've mentioned before, his podcast series, um, they did a little documentary on him on Netflix. And it took a long, a long time to get him to agree to do that because he doesn't really need the extra publicity, let's face it. But they got it and it was just fantastic. Um, really, really good documentary. And he's got his podcast oh, series on the go as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Tony I'll was my, um, number three. Yeah. My number two is Eckhart Tolle, of course because he changed my whole life and he's such a gentle, well thought out, well spoken, intelligent man. And I just adore him. So mm. you have yep. to read his books and then you'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause believe me, if you watch his YouTubes or listen to him talk and you have no context, you might hate it. <laughs> yeah. New earth. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you for the tip for that too. Um, yeah. Gabby Bernstein was my number four and I, I've just only, I mean, I think I've only discovered her probably in the last year. So probably 2019 when I was listening to Oprah, um, in her podcast series and she spoke to Gabby and then I found her on a few other sites since then, but she just is really honest. And I like that. And we've discussed that before with you and I, we're very honest. We're very black and white, um, say it how it is. And she's just like that. She writes in this way that, you just know that it's very genuine and I love that because it's, it's not a fluff. I don't like fluff. I don't want to talk about small talk and weather. It's like, she just gets down to the bones of it. Um, and she's written some really great articles about how she manifested her child, for example, um, which is super interesting because we're obviously trying to start a family ourselves. And so I love using little pieces of that as inspo, you know, cause that's how she did it. And she was really matter of fact about it. So just love, 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 um, love her. And she's similar to Tony. She does a lot of the motivational stuff as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. that was my number four. Yeah. I haven't read her books, but I do own oh, one. Isn't yeah. that funny? But I have her cards as well. And I do watch her YouTubes. Yeah. I need to just read. I, anyway, I'm in the middle of a bunch yeah. of books, so yeah. I will get there. Yeah. Um, I haven't been buying any lately, so I can catch up on all the ones I own. Correct. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm putting a business guy in there, Brian Tracy. He's a Canadian American motivational public speaker and self-development author, but he's a businessman. It's funny how, you know, a lot of these really successful business type people, how they all operate from the law of attraction and positive, you know, mindset, good vibes and things like that. I just think he's such an intelligent, well-informed, interesting and educated person. And I love talking about business. I freaking love it. And I love that he also has that, you know, sort of self-development angle to him as well. Mm. And uh, yeah, so Brian Tracy is one of mine. Mm. You're right about that. Actually, I didn't mention that with Tony and I should have this. He has some really amazing things that he does every single day. And one of them is he jumps in, um, I think it's a sauna first or like a spa. And then he jumps in like a really, really cold, like an ice pool kind of thing, like dunks himself. And he's got these, all these, and meditates and, and does a bit of stretching. And he just has these routines and he does that every single day. And he yeah, I didn't realize when I was watching him do his 
you know, talks and up live and in front of all these audiences that he, he has this spiritual practice and he's like, I have to do this every day because this is giving back to me. And yeah, I love that. Yeah. He's 10 power minutes in the morning or something like that. Yeah. It's literally 10 minutes. Tension for his day. Boom. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And it doesn't have to take forever. I tell people that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. My number five was Deepak Chopra. And mm-hmm. I just love him. And I was a bit of a, it was a difficult one here because I really wanted to put the Dalai Lama on my list because he's amazing. And I love his little comments on Twitter. He's always posting on Twitter. I don't know if it's him or one of his assistants, but I, I really struggled with both of them. But I love Deepak yeah. because his voice is so relaxing. I love his meditations. He's someone that I, I can just listen to. And I'm like, he kind of just has this way of speaking this kind of rhythm that I just really love. So I love his meditations and I've got his, one of his little games on our Xbox connect where it's like you're moving your body and he's talking and it's just really, really cool. Um, but the Dalai Lama as well, we actually went to um, India to see him and he unfortunately got called away. We were supposed to have a, a meeting with him or a sitting with him, I think, I think they call it in um, Dharamshala. So I went there and we, we didn't get to sit with him and we're devastated. Um, but yeah, I just love both of them. So I was sort of a little bit torn with that. So um, I thought I'd just sneak both of them in there somehow. <laughs> or I well, I still have it. two left. So I think oh. we somehow got out of order. Oh, Doubled up with Oprah. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Jamila Jamil is one of mine. I hope I said her name right. I think I did. But she's a British uh, actress. Excuse me. Jamila Jamil is a British actress. She's a radio presenter, a model, a writer, and an activist. And I like her a lot. She, you should follow her on Instagram if you don't already, Michelle. She's so straight up. She tells it like it is. She throws the F-bombs in all the time. She calls everyone out. She's, um, uh, recovered from an eating disorder and abuse and things like that. And she calls out, you know, the Kardashians, for example, when they're promoting diet drinks and things like that. She talks about, she's got a whole podcast and a whole YouTube channel. It's called I Weigh, And she's basically talking about how you are more than just your weight. And anytime she sees, you know, uh, ads about weight loss and you'll land a man if you lose your eight pounds and things like that, she calls out those businesses. She calls out those products. And one of the things that I love about her as well is that she just says what she feels is true and she speaks her mind and pretty much everything that she talks about, I agree with her. Mm -hmm. So she's just in line with my values as well. And she uses her platform. She uses her platform for good. You no, had me until the Kardashians. Uh, I just love and that. Then you lost me. Then you lost me because I love the <laughs> Kardashians. I'm like, if anyone says a bad word about them, I'm out. I'm just oh, joking. God. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> and I will then, check uh, yeah, she's so strong and tough. And yeah, I just, I can't get enough of, um, yeah, supporting her. And then Gary Vee is my last person. And I put that on there because he's so motivational. He helps with business. He's such a well thought out speaker. He um, is self-made millionaire. He, you know, came from small, you know, impoverished means. Basically, I think they lived through six people in one bedroom apartment for a long time of his childhood. And, you know, he raised up his parents' business, his father's liquor business and to a $60 million business. And he runs, you know, Vayner Media. I think he's got over 800 staff and mm-hmm. he's just a really genuine, kind, giving and uh, empathetic person. And I think that until you follow him for a while, you might not get that initially, but I just, yeah, I adore him and I, I love listening to his stuff. I do too. And you introduced me to him and I found it interesting because when you spoke about him, you said, look, 
give it a go. You may find him a little grating initially, but I loved him. As soon as I watched him, I'm like, this guy's awesome. And I love that people who are authentic, that's what I really like. And I feel like he's very authentic, yeah. very genuine. And he really yeah. wants to help. You get the vibe that he really wants to help. And I've watched some of the things where he's like, people will ask him questions and he's live and he's just like, boom, 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 boom. And he's answering all the questions. And I just love that. I love his energy. I love action people. It's like, if you're going to sit back and do nothing and complain, I don't know about it. If you're going to get up and, and take yeah. the action and do it, then I'm all ears. So I think Lauren, um, we may be up to our um, final Last one. category. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this was around COVID-19 and some of the changes, yeah. yeah, that we've sort of had to make, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I did is I started meditating more regularly, like mm -hmm. basically started meditating again because, you know, ever since we were made redundant, it just really shifted my whole world. And um, so I do that pretty much daily now. So that's one of the things, one of the adaptations that I've made, which has improved my life a lot. What about you? Well, I started with putting a sign on the fridge, um, reminding me to stay out of the fridge because everyone's heard about the COVID-19 diet and it was no good for anybody um, <laughs> because we're in the house more. Like at work, you don't have the fridge yeah. right next to your desk. So, uh, and Jason, my husband was working at home as well. So we had to put a sign on the fridge. It's like, you don't really need to go in here stay out. Yeah. So that was, that was one of my, um, my adaptations. I do intermittent fasting. I'll do you. Yeah. So I don't eat till 12 every day. Yeah. I'm a similar, <clears throat> I'm similar to that. Yeah. 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 But I do have yeah. a couple of days where I'm like, you know what? I need to eat something, especially mm. if I've gone for a run that morning or something like that. But yeah. my friend was telling me when COVID first started, she was like, Oh no, I, you know, I'm trying to stay out of the fridge. And I just said, your fridge is not your friend. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Did she do a sign? Did she do a sign on there? Or I don't no? know if she did oh. a sign, but she probably should have. Yeah. Um, no I'm, so I've been doing yoga for almost nine years and um, I've never been able to do my own practice. And I know that's a mindset thing. I get that. I'm clear on that. Uh, I, I realized that one of my hurdles was that I keep my mat in my car. And so I need to have two mats. So I could have a mat in my house and my mat in my car. But when COVID happened, I needed to start doing my own yoga practice or I wasn't going to do it right. And so, and I did, and I started doing it. And yeah, right now I'm, I've also started running. So I'll just throw that in because I'm talking about it. That's one of my other adaptations is I started running and I went from someone who, you know, basically couldn't run a 5k without stopping and nearly over to dying to basically being able to run 8k now, which is insane. I don't even know who I am. My knees are like, what is happening? But it's all good. We're working through that. <laughs> um, but I realized that, you know, if I don't do yoga, no one's going to do it for me and there are no classes to go to. So it, that was really freeing for me, Michelle, because often I would not get home from work until 8 p.m. because I would go to yoga after work. Mm. And those were long days. And I found that over the last you know, year or two, it made me stop going as many classes as I would normally go to because I didn't want to get home at eight anymore. I was mm. tired of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so those are a couple. Mine, mine's the same. Um, so I've got yoga there as well. Um, and I'm, I'm similar to you where I was making the commitment. So I was going to classes, you know, five times a week or whatever it was, but it was $15, sometimes $25 to go to the class and you're spending money on fuel. Um, it was about a 15, 20 minute drive each way. And so same yeah. as you, like getting home late and then trying yeah. to cook dinner and all of that. So with COVID-19, everything went online. So I was able to go on. I was able to walk upstairs with my iPad 
uh, log on and I was paying about five bucks and I'm still doing that. So the person that I do the yoga with, she's actually closing her studio and she's just going to be doing everything online now. So, and you can still go to her house. She's renovating. So you'll have to go there, but um, yeah, it, it's all online. So I can still pay the, the smaller amount. Don't have to drive in my car. I'm like bonus. This is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 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 So what's yeah, your- I think it'll be so exciting to see all the changes that businesses make, you know, cause a lot of them have had to adapt and I helped my yoga teacher, um, actually set up her own online business, which has, you know, hundreds of members now and they're all paying, I think 30 bucks a month unlimited. So she's just created a really viable business. And it's never and happened before. No. And no. And so it's, you know, while the rules and regulations start getting lifted, it'll be really interesting to see how, you know, what stays and what doesn't stay. So maybe we can do an episode in the future about, you know, what we're, what we're observing in that or who we've talked to. And so what interesting. Yeah. 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 So what's so, your next one? Uh, working from home. <laughs> That's not very original, but uh, I mean, hell, you and I lost our jobs. So, you know, working from home is a pretty big deal. I've always been someone who's been motivated to do, to work from home. I've never needed assistance or help with that. But um, now that I'm working for myself, it's uh, important that I continue to show up and, and do that every day. And sometimes I need to take more breaks probably. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. It's definitely different to working in an office where you've got sort of set times and you've got colleagues around you and all that sort of stuff. So my next one was a little along the lines of what you were saying about the running, about continuing to be creative with your exercise regime. So I was tempted when the gym sort of reopened to just jump back in there, get on my cross trainer, get Netflix going, you know, which was my routine. Then I was like, you know, I really enjoy the sunshine. And I'm like you, I kind of discovered running as well. And I was like, oh, this is so much fun. And you get to be out in the fresh air and you're waving to people and um, huffing and puffing. And so I have stuck with that. And also still getting my rollerblades out and going for a burn on my skates. And actually overtook a bunch of uh, bike riders, which was quite funny. Um, <laughs> I run their bikes. Wow. And I'm like, she's on rollerblades. And I went past them and I'm like, see you fellas. Um, it was actually quite fun. And Chilean only stacked it because two of them didn't see me and, and one of them went in front of me. Anyway, that's another story. Um, so yeah, I'm still getting my role. And so I'm trying to be a bit creative. I don't want to go back into that routine. And that's what we're sort of talking about is what can we do differently from what we've learned and what we've, what we've experienced. Yeah. So, and I, yeah, yeah, so I'm with you on that. Yeah. So those are my main things. I mean, I was going to mention that I also started some podcasts, which I wouldn't have done beforehand, but I also probably wouldn't have lost my job beforehand either. (laughs) So there's also that. So I don't really have any more. Well, I had a couple more and it was just to continue to speak to your neighbors because we had formed relationships during this just to sort of check on people, you know, check on people around us. And I want to keep doing that. I want to make the effort to just check on the neighbors, make sure everyone's doing okay. And also the driveway parties. I really enjoyed the driveway parties and a few people did that during Easter, like, um, you know, throwing Easter eggs around and, you know, heading down to the end of the drive and on Anzac day, I think we had the driveway party or not party, oh, but yeah. you know, we all went down <laughs> yeah. into our driveway and watched the sunrise, um, for Anzac day. And I think that was really nice. And for some people, they may not be able to get out to the marches and maybe getting to the end of the driveway is all they can do. So I'd really love to see things like that. Um, continuing Lauren, I think it, it really has brought us closer together. And I did have a lady the other day sort of complaining about, COVID-19 and how awful it is. And I'm like, really? Like, I think you it's and I really loved yeah. it. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. Completely yeah. agree. But we made good decisions, I guess, that Linda, let it not be so difficult for us. Yeah. Just breathe. So, yeah. Just breathe. Yeah. So yeah. that's been, that's been jam packed. 
That's been awesome episode. Yeah, yeah. What's coming up on uh, next week, girl? Well, we've got the the theme. You have to sing it. You have to sing the title. The theme (laughs) is locked in. Um, it is. You look. You're a better singer than me. You can do it. Money, money, money. Yeah. Go, girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's got. I was, I was trying to back you up there. I was trying to back you up. Um, so that is the theme, money, money, money. And it's really timely because we, I couldn't believe it. I was watching the news and I'm like, we're in a recession. We're in a recession. Wow. The timing, yeah. of, the timing of this could not have been better because when this episode goes to air, we will be past the financial year, the end of financial year. So everyone's getting into tax time, all that sort of stuff. So look, we're hoping to yeah. expert advice from somebody because we're not experts. So we're just like, we no. really can't step up and, and do this. So we're going to the experts. So we're going to have some great yeah. tips, some great tricks, maybe some awesome apps that can help you get your finances in check because there's yes. never been a better time to do it. There's never been a better time to do it. Exactly. And if you yeah. weren't planning ahead um, and you will feel the burn from that, then you know you want to change things up for you. Absolutely. Yeah. So I can't wait for that. That's going to be awesome. Love it. All right. Well, this has been the party. No, what? This has been the, (laughs) what show am I on? This has been the business in the front. Party in the back. Podcast. Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you loved it, please do leave us a review where you get your podcast. And if you didn't like it, please do not tell anyone. Thanks, Lauren. I'll catch you next week. Thanks, Michelle.